Hey everyone, welcome to the Everyday Mental Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about our inner child, what is our inner child, ways to reconnect to our inner child, and how to heal our inner child. Now, before I jump into this episode, I know a lot of people may be thinking, oh, it's our childhood, and psychologists and therapists, they say everything stems from childhood, which is kind of an ongoing joke in the community. Uh, But the reality is a lot of our traumas and wounds and old patterns, they do stem from childhood. And we do experience trauma at other stages in our life, but childhood is such a fundamental and important developmental stage for the mind, the body, socially, intellectually, emotionally, that a lot of us to some degree or another may experience macro or micro forms of trauma. Uh, And so when we get into adulthood, we may be repeating certain patterns with the people we date or we may be consistently leaving specific jobs because we're not great at dealing with confrontation. And a lot of this stuff does stem back to our childhood. So I just want to make that note before we jump in. I've done a lot of work on healing my inner child and I've done it through the therapeutic process and then also over the years just researching and learning a lot more about psychology and and psychodynamics and so forth. Okay, so jumping into this episode, our inner child is a representation of our younger selves. So for some of us, our inner child can represent a time when we were free of responsibilities, had fun, a lot of play and love. For others, our inner child can represent a time of a lot of trauma, loss and grief. And for others, it's a combination of both. So some trauma, but also some really great experiences in childhood which I think a lot of people tend to experience, you know, we're multidimensional people and a lot of us, you know, even if we have the happiest of childhood, we may have experienced a loss of a parent or a grandparent, um, something that was kind of out of our control. So all of these are traumas that end up getting stored in our body. And then, like I said earlier, they end up playing out in adulthood because they're just wounds that have not been healed. So diving into my personal childhood to give you an example from the outside, I had an ideal childhood or what people may perceive as a great childhood. I had two parents, a sister, we had lots of vacations, access to food, shelter, education, so all of my basic needs were met and then some. I remember having a lot of fun, I played sports and had friends, and I did pretty well in school. And while my childhood was beautiful, and I recognize that, and I'm so grateful for the childhood I had, um, you know, my family was far from perfect. Uh, There was some emotional abuse in the home, um, and a discussion of feelings and emotions was not part of my narrative growing up. We tended to kind of just push things under the rug. And I had a parental figure in my family who regularly commented on my body and my food take uh, from the time that I was six years old. So 
think back to your own development, being a six-year-old and having someone comment on your body and your food and all that. So, you know, that was really damaging for me and, and it, it's trauma that I've stored in my body. Um, and then if you know part of my story, I have a history with disordered eating. Um, now, while this experience in my childhood isn't just the one thing that led to my disordered eating. There was a culmination of other factors. It definitely set the precedence uh, for, unfortunately, me having issues with food, um, restricting and so forth. And, you know, I'm still currently at 30 now working on my relationship with food and healing my own body image. Um, so again, you know, I come from a background of having privilege and a great childhood and so forth. Um, and you know, there was some emotional instability kind of in my family structure and unit. And, you know, I recognize my parents did the best that they could. Uh, but you know, as a child, you're not a hundred percent protected from everything. So this is just something that I find really important that, pretty much everyone has something from their childhood that needs to be healed. Whether someone comes from a home that was unloving or chaotic, or they had a childhood bully, whatever it may be, even something so, you know, so much smaller in terms of on the scale of what we look at as abuse. Again, I think it's important to remember that Every person interprets trauma very differently and trauma just lives with us until we deal with it um, and, you know, learn how to cope with it. So why is it important to work on healing your inner child? So the patterns, emotions, and feelings that present themselves as an adult in our professional and personal relationships, a lot of it is unfolded in our childhood. So for example, your partner makes a comment that you didn't clean all the dishes from the night before. This triggers something in you, an old wound. Your father used to yell at you as a child when you didn't clean all the dishes within a certain amount of time. So it triggers those old feelings of anger, anxiety, and resentment. So those feelings that you had for your parental figure, in this case, the father, you know, you're having those feelings towards your partner because they're addressing it in the same way that your father did. So you just instantly feel angry. And this is just an indication when there's kind of that knee-jerk reaction that this is definitely an unhealed wound, something you haven't dealt with. So here you are, you're feeling triggered. Your partner has no idea what's going on. They have no idea that they triggered you. Uh, so, for example, someone who has an unhealed inner child would respond with anger and yell at their partner and say, well, you know, you could have cleaned up the dishes and place blame. And someone who has a healed inner child will respond from their higher self and they may say something like, hey, babe, I know I didn't clean all the dishes from dinner last night. I was exhausted from the day and wanted to spend extra time taking care of myself. I'll get the dishes done today. So you can kind of see the different perspectives in the responses with the unhealed inner child versus the healed child. And again, I don't think in every situation 
there has to be disclosure about, oh yeah, this is a part of my inner child that's not healed and, you know, going into that history. Because again, I think, you know, in some instances you have to maintain certain boundaries, but, you know, if someone's consistently doing it over and over, like the instance about washing the dishes right after dinner, talking with your partner and, you know, you've kind of addressed it a few times, you can talk about how it is, you know, a wound from your childhood and you'll do your best when it comes to the dishes. But, you know, you can just say that it, it can be a little bit of a trigger for you. So to start the healing process of healing your inner child, it's important to think about the following steps and just think about having a specific age in mind from your childhood. So whether you're four, five, seven, just like a younger age that you remember from your childhood, you can kind of remember your mental capacity at the time, your physical capacity, your understanding of the world. This is just to really bring into perspective that you were five or you were seven and anything that was happening to you may have not been obviously a great experience, um, depending upon the, you know, the, the trauma. Um, because I think oftentimes when we experience trauma from childhood, the person who's perpetrating the trauma is putting you at an even playing field as like an adult mentality and an emotional adult mentality. And while you may have been a mature child, you know, I was definitely a mature child, a little bit of an old soul, you know, there were certain things that, you know, certain discussions that I was exposed to that just, you know, they weren't appropriate for my age. Um, I just didn't have a clear understanding of them. And then, you know, kind of convolutes certain memories in your mind. Um, So again, just kind of keep in mind a specific age, you know, mentally, emotionally, where you were at. Um, Second is, like I said, connect to that mindset of that age. What is that inner part saying? Is it happy? Is it sad? You know, it could have a range of emotions. The third is to have compassion and empathy through this process of reconnecting with your inner child. You know, I think if you were to have a conversation with a five-year-old today, you would not be talking to them about, um, you know, really intense trauma that you've experienced because you know that as a five-year-old, talking to a five-year-old about that is not appropriate and it's not within their mental, you know, capacity and it's there's kind of a loss of innocence when, when children are exposed to too much too young. Um, and so it kind of, you know, their development just, they end up becoming parentified. I'm going to get into some psychology facts right now, but, um, essentially children who are exposed to very like adult things, very adult behaviors and conversations, they end up becoming parentified, which means that they grow up very quickly and, um, they may lose some of those experiences of childhood um, because they may feel that they're just too emotionally older to, you know, um, have those types of conversations with their peers. And this can kind of really interact with having healthy relationships with peers. So they may end up just um, trying to be friends with their parents' friends or you know, older family members, which is fine to a certain extent. I mean, there's communication um, at all different age levels. 
Uh, but again, it's really important for development for children to be around kids their own age for social and and peer development reasons. So again, I think it's just keeping in mind, having compassion and empathy for yourself in this process of reconnecting to your inner child. So the next step in this process is reconnecting with your inner child. Now, this is a little bit different than directly doing the work to heal your inner child. I think a lot of the narrative out there is about you know, getting to healing your inner child. And I think there's a few steps along the way. I think we have to remember our own childhood, reconnect to that, you know, as as much as we can, because I know for some people, a traumatic history can really bring up a lot. Um, And if you do have PTSD, it's probably best to do this with a trained clinician, a therapist, a psychologist. Um, But if you're just like trying to reconnect, you know, I think again, you're trying, it's important to reconnect with that specific age. Keep in mind the emotional and mental capacity you were when it came to that age and having that compassion and empathy. Because I think diving right into healing your inner child, you may just be coming from an adult perspective and forgetting about the age you were when this specific incident happened or, you know, just reconnecting to that time. Um, And then, so yes. And then the next step is just reconnecting. So doing an activity from childhood that you love, like playing a board game, riding bikes, whatever it may be, just something fun and easy that you loved. Another way to reconnect to your inner child is eating your favorite foods from childhood without shame or guilt. This is my favorite one, and as you can probably tell from earlier in the episode, the reason why is from a very young age, I had a lot of shame and guilt around eating certain foods. I was aware of diet foods and kind of too much information from a very young age, um, which, you know, led to my history with disordered eating. So again, uh, whether it's like pizza, mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, uh, cake, uh, whatever it is, whatever you loved eating in childhood, sometimes just eating those things bring back the happy memories. And just again, do it with compassion and empathy. And if you're starting to feel shame and guilt, um, that may be an indication that there might have been some shame and guilt around food uh, from your childhood. So that may be a little bit of an inner wound to, to work through. And then another one is just to visualize a time from your childhood when you felt happy and loved. Um, you know, I know not everyone's childhood was perfect, but, you know, I think a lot of us have little memories here and there where we were enjoying time playing with a sibling or a friend or enjoyed art class in school, whatever it may be, even if it's just, you know, a 30 minute uh, experience that you remember from childhood, visualize that, embrace it, meditate with it, sit with it. Um, This will just help you reconnect to your inner child. Again, it will get you back down to that age group you were in, the mindset and, um, just kind of let you experience where you were at at that time. And then lastly, in order to work on those wounds, we do have to go towards the healing journey. Now, everything that I've talked about are little steps towards healing the inner child, uh, but to actually put in the work and do the work, 
we really need to approach our inner child with non-judgment in order to reconnect. So if you're feeling like shame and guilt and judgment towards your inner child, healing those inner wounds is not going to be as effective. So it's really important to kind of do these steps, reconnect with your inner child. Again, remember the mentality, the emotional state, who was in your life, all that. And then once we're reconnected, we can take steps towards healing our inner child. And for everyone, this may look a little bit different depending upon the trauma, you know, your the form of therapy you prefer. And I don't always mean psychotherapy in terms of going and sitting with a therapist, but some people like to write and draw and, you know, movement is a form of therapy. So again, if you have a severe trauma history, I do advise working with a trained professional um, because a lot can come up, especially if you're working through some PTSD. And then, so some other ways to heal your inner child is writing letters to your younger self. And in these letters, you can write you know, you can write as an adult and being like, Hey, Amanda, I remember when you were six years old and that person said something about your body and food. And I just want to say as an adult, that was super unfair for you to experience. And I wish I could protect you in that moment. Um, So just say loving things to your inner child through this letter. Uh, You can say, you know, to kind of keep the dialogue going, you can say, you know, how do you feel? What do you need from me? How can I support you? Um, Because again, writing one letter isn't going to heal your inner child. This takes work. This takes time. It takes consistent time. Um, Another way of reconnecting and healing is to say affirmations to your younger self. Say you are loved, you are supported, you are full of joy, you are beautiful, whatever affirmation that that inner child needs, just kind of repeat it, repeat it daily. And then, you know, you'll kind of start believing it and then it will really definitely help with the healing process. So again, I know this was probably a little bit more of a in-depth podcast than what I've done in the past, but I have been working on healing my inner child for a while, especially recently, like in the past year and a half in regards to my history with disordered eating and my body image and even anxiety. Some of my anxiety stemmed from uh, some things I had learned in childhood and I just, you know, years later I've done so much work and now I can recognize when I'm feeling triggered and I can communicate that to my significant other or a family member and just really have an open dialogue about this stuff. Um, Again, I think it's important for everyone to kind of continue maintaining your personal boundaries and, you know, you don't have to disclose every single thing um, when you're working through this. But I think if something's consistently coming up with like a friend, a family member or a colleague, you can just be like, hey, you know, I'm feeling a little bit triggered about this. Um, Could we talk about it? Could we talk through it? Maybe in the future we can approach this situation differently. Once you have a healed inner child, your adult higher self just is able to show up more effectively and more efficiently and more compassionately too. 
So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're looking for more information on healing your inner child, I definitely suggest checking out Inner Bonding by Margaret Paul. I just recently finished the book and... You know, even though I've done a lot of work on healing my inner child, I still learned a lot from this book. So I'll definitely put it in the show notes. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. Talk to you next time. Take care.